Welcome to another episode of The Raven Narratives. I'm Tom Yoder. And I'm Sarah Severson, and we're the co-producers of The Raven Narratives. The story you're about to hear was told by Josie Moon Pelham in June when the theme was privilege. Moon comes from the mossy lands of Maplecrest, New York. She grew up in a home that her parents built in a family of seven. She's frolicked around the globe a bit, soaking up new perspectives from different walks of life with hopes to add new colors to her wings. She enjoys writing stories, picking wildflowers, deep dancing, and making tiny swings. Here is Moon's story. The Latin word for privilege is private, private. And I've had so many moments in my life where I've had like, I've had this experience or witnessed something where it was just me. And I knew that I was the only one there. And it's kind of like those moments that makes you realize what you're made of and makes you realize that you got you for the whole life. And um, it happened to me about three years ago. One of the biggest ones happened to me about three years ago when I was in a foreign land. So the month was May, and I was living in Barcelona, Spain at the time. Um, I had... I had visited, or I was going to a burn festival, a Burning Man festival outside of Catalonia with my friends, and traipsing around in costumes and sparkles, and that's when I met Alex, this um, man from Alicante, who was not as courageously dressed as the rest of us. He was more practical in his springtime clothing, and. He was quieter, and we bonded, and we hung out during the festival, and um, had a little connection, you know. And towards the end of the festival, I didn't see him, but his friend handed me this note that was, Moon, really nice to meet you. I hope to see you again in Barcelona, Alex, with his number on it. So naturally, I called him. And we began hanging out. Um, Really lovely, down-to-earth guy. A little bit of dorkiness, handsome, you know, and we got along great. It was really flowy and wonderful. And so Alex had a trip to Thailand planned, and I had a trip to New York planned to go back and visit my family. And he says to me, Moon, come with me to Thailand. And I was like, no. I can't go with you to Thailand. We've been hanging out for like two and a half weeks. And immediately what came up, which is something that has come up my whole life, is was like, I can't swing it financially. And, you know, so I just a little backstory. I come from a family of seven, um, five kids, and uh, we had everything. Like, we were rich in all the ways that wealth is important lots of land to run and play and my parents are amazing and my siblings are great and love and support and all that but we didn't have a lot of money so like traveling was never part of the plan 
um, growing up. It was camping, and even me and my three other sisters wanted to take dance lessons. And the only way to take dance lessons was to clean the dance studio every Sunday. And I'd have like vinegar all over my hands, like cleaning the mirrors in the dance studio. And there's a lot of mirrors in a ballet studio. So that's kind of like what we had to do in order to do what we wanted to do. But so that came up in my head. I'm like, okay, I can't afford it. It's not going to work. Sorry, Alex. Sounds great. No. And then he said, well, the offer's on the table. Think about it. A week goes by. We're still hanging out. Everything's really great. And he's like, okay, Moon, I've got the money. So I'll buy you a ticket. And I was like, okay. He's like, I just want you there. So I, part of me was like, no, just don't. You're going to New York. Don't do this, you know. And then the other part of me was like, girl, get your vinegar finger, like ballet scrubbing butt on that plane and go to Thailand. Like, why not? What do you have to lose? So I went. I went. Um, and we started off in Bangkok, which was crazy, like the biggest culture shock I've ever been, I've ever experienced, just crazy smells and air, it was so hot, it was like the end of May, and we start to get to know each other a little bit better through travel, and as I'm sure all of you know, you really get to know somebody when you're traveling with them. It's a whole different ball game, you know? He was like in the book and like, okay, let's go to this place and this place. And I'm just like, well, I like that street down there. Can we check that out? Just frolic a bit, you know? So our dynamics began to shift and uh, I found myself pulling away from him a bit. And we traveled after Bangkok, we went to Chiang Mai to the north and did some temple um, visiting and whatnot. And and then I started to feel like I'm not even feeling romantic with this man. I felt like it was more of a friendship and it was really awkward. Um, and you know, I'd find myself getting into bed at night and just like keeping my pajamas on real tight and just being like, good night. <laughs> Which was terrible. I mean, this, you know, here I was in Thailand. He brings me to Thailand and it's just like falling apart romantically. And in turn, I just felt really bizarre. And it started to really resonate with me and everything that I was doing and like losing my sense of like moon and feeling strong within myself. And that's not cool. Nobody ever likes to feel like that. So the last leg of the trip, we go to Kopenyang. We took the ferry from Koh Samui to Kopenyang and got off with our big backpacks and we had to find our way to uh, the cozy bungalows, which was these bungalows along the beach. And it's hot and we're walking and all I smell is my sweat and just <laughs> some hints of interesting street food. Um, and as we're walking towards, towards the beach, out over the horizon, it's getting really dark, like ominous, dark, black clouds are just like rolling in and the palm trees just start to sway, the tall ones, not, not, not the ones that are shorter, like, and so like the wind patterns were changing and I'm like, okay, we're getting a storm, yes. And we walk and finally, as we're making our way to the bungalows, it starts to rain. And it's so hot, so like the rain was actually cold and it was pitter-pattering down and it was just 
really refreshing and I chuck my backpack onto the bed and said to him I gotta get in the water I gotta get in the water he's like you're crazy and like as I go outside boof this like the clouds became a blanket overhead and it was dark and it was pouring like pouring like monsoon like what we need to happen right now in Durango and yeah and so I but and for whatever reason like the water called me and I'm not a good swimmer I'm not even really a water person but that water was like get in here so I run into the water and it's warm it's like hot it's like a bath and the water is and the rain is cold and I just like make my way in and get like in up to here not caring what I could step on what kind of creatures are in Thai seas I have no idea but I didn't care I trusted I trusted and there in that moment I was alone in that water regaining my strength my power as you know myself and who I am and just feeling like I was seven years old again and I could see no one it was just me. I saw like a faint glow of the tiki hut that was on the beach beside and Alex like mumbling shit like, she's crazy, get in here, it's dangerous. No, it wasn't dangerous. It was perfectly, it was perfectly perfect. And I just kept thinking, here I am, Josie Moon from this tiny little town and the other side of the world. How did I get here? How did I get to this place in time? And it was just like this reminder of, you're just where you need to be. And when that private moment was over, I got out of the water and went over to the tiki hut and there was Alex and there was this guy named Noom who I became friends with. This like totally fit, beautiful, lean Thai man with like a bun, dark hair, samurai status and he's just like, you're very brave. And I just thanked him. I was just like, oh, thank you so much for your for your home, for this land, for sharing this space. And he was really happy to hear that because Copenhagen is now like the really cool place to go in Thailand because they have the full moon party. And he says to me, yeah, well, this is great that you're that you're appreciating it. People come here and they party and they don't even look at the moon. I could tell he was pretty pissed off by that. Um, so I ended up leaving Thailand without Alex. He stayed, did his thing. And um, it was a super pivotal moment for me. I was a different lady after getting out of that water. And my privilege was being with me. Thanks, Moon, for telling us your story. To pitch your story for a future Raven Narratives event, fill out the contact form on our website at ravennarratives.org. Our next storytelling event will be September 7th and 8th at James Ranch, north of Durango, and at the Grand Imperial Hotel in Silverton, when the theme will be water. And we are also currently looking for storytellers for our upcoming events in October, when the theme will be belonging. And if you have not done so already, be sure to subscribe to the Raven Narratives podcast. You can do that on Apple Podcasts, on SoundCloud, or Stitcher. And be sure to share these stories with your friends and comment on things that you loved. 
Thanks to our photographer, McCarson Lee of Red Scarf Shots. Check out the portraits of our storytellers on the gallery page of the Raven Narratives website, and be sure to visit her website at redscarfshots.com. We also want to thank our nonprofit sponsor organization, Mancus Valley Resources. We couldn't do it without you. Our theme music was written, composed, and performed by Jazar. And you can find out more about his music on SoundCloud or at freemusicarchive.org. Now for an outtake. <laughs> oh, storyteller, so that would be A. And I'm... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you are and I'm and you are and I am and was you are. told by <laughs> hmm, I don't know there's nothing written here <laughs> <laughs> it's like